0: Welcome to another episode of The Impolite Psychologist. So, knowing your limitations. It has been clear to me over time as I work with people how difficult it is for everybody to just recognize the limits of what they are capable of. I know that knowing your limitations is important in three different areas of your life. And if we're just gonna take it like this, mind, body, and spirit, I can think of a lot of reasons why people need to recognize what their limitations are. So let's start with the idea of mind. This plays out in therapy like this. Person comes in and they tell me that they have some kind of goal. And let's just say that goal is To get into Harvard University, for example. And they will say something like, if I don't get into Harvard, I'm a loser, or if I don't get into Harvard, I'm a failure. And so everything ends up riding on them being able to get in, them being able to achieve this very lofty goal. It might be about education, might be I need to make X amount of dollars by the time I reach 30. Or if I don't buy a house in the next several years, I'm a loser or I have failed as an adult. And so I see this over and over again where people set themselves up for failure if they don't achieve some kind of goal. And I see that in big ways in people's lives as well. For example, someone who clearly struggles with ADHD and decides to get a job that requires them to focus on a computer and sit at a desk all day, and then they beat themselves up when they have difficulty doing so. But if you think about it, it probably wasn't a good idea for somebody with ADHD To get a job like that or to try to stay in a job like that, it just doesn't work. And yet, the person beats themselves up for not being able to do it. Now, I also see this happening when it comes to asking for help. For example, people will come in and tell me that rather than asking for help, They have become completely overwhelmed by trying to do something that is nearly impossible for them. For example, someone who has a full-time job that requires them to be at the job certain hours and yet they are trying to raise kids, and they are trying to pick up and drop off their kids at a certain time with activities or with babysitters, and it becomes nearly impossible. Either they're late to pick up the kids, or they're leaving work too early, and it becomes a problem with their job. But the main problem is that they have decided to take on a task by themselves that is actually impossible for one person to do. But there's always the idea that if I ask for help it means that I am incompetent in some way because I can't handle all of this by myself. And I see this too uh, with people who try to take on tasks that are outside their wheelhouse. For example, person is an accountant, and they have some kind of major plumbing catastrophe in their house. Now, in order to deal with this, they try to look on YouTube. They might try to fix the plumbing problem themselves, but they don't have any actual skills or training in plumbing, and then they feel like an incompetent fool because they weren't able to handle it by themselves and they had to call in a professional. Now, why they think that having been trained as an accountant, that they were supposed to handle a plumbing incident themselves, is beyond me, and yet I see people doing this all the time, where they expect that they have some sort of skill that in their history they don't have, they have never been trained in, and they don't have knowledge of, and yet they expect themselves to be able to handle it like a professional in that field. That isn't their field. So there's an excellent book called Who Not How by Dan Sullivan and Dr. Benjamin Hardy. And basically it's about people who run businesses and when it's time to grow your business, the job is not to take on more tasks in order to grow your business. The job is to figure out what your own personal limitations are and the areas in which you actually need help and could potentially hire somebody who is an expert in said areas who could help you to grow your business, and could do so with ease. But a lot of times, people try to do it all by themselves, and it gets them into trouble. Now, if we're talking about body, we are talking about people pushing their bodies beyond the limits people pushing themselves physically beyond the limits. And this comes out in a variety of ways. I had a friend when I was in my doctoral program, and the first year of a doctoral program is a lot of classes, and it is a lot of very intense classes with lots of work. And my friend was working six days a week after class and she had one day off in which she was supposed to play catch up and catch up on all the reading and the papers and all that stuff and somehow do this long term. Of course, it didn't work out for her in the end. Eventually, she had to give up the job in order to finish the doctoral program. But she was truly burning the candle at both ends for a while and thought that that was sustainable. And it simply is not. And it resulted in exhaustion and burnout and really just kind of surviving. Now this happens in a variety of ways where people push themselves and push themselves beyond what they are capable of. One of the things I know about myself, which maybe sounds superficial and silly, is the idea that I don't do well working in a 40-hour-a-week job where the time is very specific, and I am meant to show up at a specific hour in the morning and I am meant to end at a specific hour in the evening and my lunch is to occur at the same time every day. I have never done well with that and that absolutely leads me to burnout and when I work in that kind of situation I feel like life is monotonous and I feel tired and I feel like I just don't have it in me. Now, I could still work 40 hours a week and not feel that way, as long as my schedule keeps changing. And that's kind of how private practice is. Sometimes you work early mornings, sometimes you work late into the evenings, sometimes you do both, and typically it changes from one week to another depending on who's showing up and who has schedule issues themselves. And for some reason, I don't feel tired in that situation. I don't feel burned out. I feel like every week is different. And that makes me feel okay and like I have energy. And so that's kind of a weird one. But people not knowing their limitations on their bodies comes out in a variety of ways. I remember I took a running class And it was basically a class that was designed to help people understand proper form in their running and to get the most out of their running experience. And one of the things that the instructor had said the minute we started the class was that it is very important that you do not push your body Past what it is able to endure. For example, if you have been not running for six months, do not run at the same speed and for the same length that you did six months ago. You have to build up your endurance again. And one of the people in the class showed up and basically said that, like, I haven't been exercising at all in six months, and I plan on running a half marathon in two weeks, so I want you to help me to do that. And basically, the instructor tried to argue with her, and in the end gave in and tried to help her, and I saw them spending time after class trying to force this. And it just made no sense whatsoever. And I don't know whatever happened, because that person was not a friend of mine, but I'm sure it didn't go well for her. So you can probably understand this. If you have ever gone to work sick, and maybe you went to work sick because... You're a business owner, and you can't afford to lose money, and so you showed up with the flu at your place of business, or you didn't really have time off, or you didn't want to use any of your sick time, and so you showed up to your job totally sick because you didn't want to take any more hours out of your bank. And so we all are familiar with pushing ourselves past that physical limit. And I think a lot of people do this a lot. There's a great movie called Steel Magnolias. Of course, because of my age, I always refer to very old movies. But spoiler alert, I'm about to talk about a major event in this movie. So shift ahead if you don't want to hear it. Basically, Julia Roberts plays a woman who suffers from diabetes, a very serious type of diabetes, and she has been told by her doctor to not risk a pregnancy or it will kill her. And what does she do? She decides she wants a child, and she has a child, and when the child is a toddler she dies. And so that is an example of someone just refusing to understand their own physical limitations. Now, when we're talking about spirit, and I said I would talk about mind, body, and spirit, really what I'm talking about is sort of emotional limitations, things that are limits in terms of what you can handle on your psyche on your emotions, on your spirit. And so this comes up a lot, particularly in private practice, because it is when people recognize that they have hit their emotional limit, that they are motivated to come to therapy. And a lot of times people think that they'll come to therapy and I will tell them how to be less stressed out and they'll be able to handle everything emotionally. And usually that's not how it goes. Usually it's that people have pushed themselves past the point of being able to handle things emotionally and I have to tell them about how they need to change their lives and take some of that craziness out of the equation. For example... You might be able to relate. I think everybody can relate to the idea of either having a friend whose life is always full of drama or problems. And sometimes you just don't have the bandwidth to listen or you just can't take it anymore because it's always the same thing. Or maybe it's even that you have a friend who's perfectly okay, but they happen to be in the middle of a crisis in their life. There's a divorce, a death in the family, something that just sort of happens in life, and the friend is in a terrible state emotionally. But then you just had a hard day at work, and you don't feel you have it in you now or today or during these next couple of weeks to listen to your friend's crisis because you have met your emotional limit. And that is a common experience for a lot of people. And sometimes you might have to bow out of seeing them or put something on the calendar that's a little bit further away because you just don't have it in you to deal. Or in general, having the bandwidth to deal with somebody who has bad behaviors and they always kind of get you down. Like a friend or a family member or a partner who lies or lies by omission. And being around them makes you just feel uneasy and you just don't have it in you to feel uneasy anymore. Or the friend who you go out to dinner with and then they drink too much and they get drunk and they start talking to people around you and you start to feel embarrassed and you just don't have it in you to have an evening like that. Or even worse, something bigger. That you have been working at a job that you absolutely hate or for a boss that you absolutely hate or both for years, and you do it for the money, and you do it to keep your lifestyle going, but it really kills you a little bit every day to go to that job, and yet you keep doing it, and you're not listening to your spirit, saying, hey, this is it, we're done, we can't take it anymore. And I see this too When I see people with certain diagnoses, like, for example, a person who has schizophrenia and hasn't gotten their medication right, and they feel paranoid all the time, but then they expect themselves to have good relationships with people, but they feel paranoid and that people are out to get them, and so having a good relationship is kind of impossible. And so they don't really understand what their own emotional limits are. And that maybe it is time for some medication or some better medication to make sure that the paranoia that screws up the relationships subsides so that you actually can have decent relationships with people. So I think knowing your limitations is an advantage. It's not to say that you need to throw away your dreams or your goals, but it just means that you need to be more realistic about what you can and cannot do in this moment in your life. What you can and cannot do intellectually, what you can and cannot do physically, what you can and cannot do emotionally that in all these areas, you do have limitations. Everybody has limitations. It is because of our personal life experience that we have these limitations in all these different areas, which are probably different from the person next to you. But when you do know your limitations, it means that you can reevaluate what you are realistically able to achieve right now. And then you can change your goals to that which is actually achievable. And actually, when you can achieve realistic goals that are possible for you personally, you can actually feel success in your life. And I can tell you that it feels like the impossible burden has been lifted from your shoulders and your life will be easier and you will be able to move forward because you haven't set yourself up for failure. You've set yourself up to achieve that which is realistic and that which is within your limitations. And so I would encourage you to do that, to be realistic about what you can and cannot do in your life. And recognize that that limitations are just for now, that it is possible for you to not have the same limitations later, but for right now, this is what you're working with. And you've got to make your goals achievable so that you can feel success and you can move forward. Be well, and thank you for listening.